Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about spiritual magic, law of attraction, and how to best enjoy this mysterious, miraculous journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm a life coach, tarot, oracle card reader, and medium. My name is Stephanie, and I'm a transformational life coach. (laughs) Uh, For listening to our podcast, if you're listening to the audio version on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, Uh, Thank you so much if you're watching us on our YouTube channel. We really appreciate that. If you feel called to like us or subscribe to us, we would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, We appreciate your support, as always. Uh, Each week here on Co-Creation Station, we discuss a different topic. And today, we have decided to talk about something called, a phenomenon called synchronicity. And so... um, I think, Stephanie, you had the idea of how we're going to kick it off here. You were going to read the definition of synchronicity. Oh, I am? Okay, I was like, I was reading it, and then I'm like, so give me an example of that, and then, so, okay, I'll read it. So Your mic's synch- a little hot, just to let you know. Your mic's a little hot. Which means? Uh, your incoming volume is up really high, and it's distorting a little bit. Okay. Not sure if that's better. Yeah, I think that okay. sounds better. Okay. Uh, Synchronicity, the simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no discernible casual connection. And then you ask me, uh, what's... And so I'm like, I I go, well, give me an example. What is that? Like, because I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, so I think um, what I've been taught, I I don't know if this is an Abraham... Well, I, I remember a story from Abraham Hicks that she talks about, which is like... Um, they were in La Jolla, which is a part of San Diego where you live. And um, so, I don't remember how it started, but somebody told them about, like, to think about butterflies. She was with her She was with Jerry. a client. She was with a client, actually. Okay. That was when – okay. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right on with what I think it is. Okay. Yeah. The definition kind of like – Yeah. So this told was back to... when oh, Esther was doing phone sessions. Okay. Oh, right. And this, this client of hers um, had a lot of doubts. So she told her to think about, um, what was it? Butterflies, blue glass, and something else. Feathers. Feathers, yeah. And the client didn't go for it. Because she wanted, basically, she wanted Esther to give her a fortune. She, wanted, she was yeah. thinking of Esther as a fortune teller. And, and yeah. Abraham's like, we don't do that. Like, you know. Yeah. So. But the thing was, was that Esther had really focused as she was trying to suggest this to her client, she had really focused on, oh, she no, wasn't. I'm getting it wrong. No, I'm so, wrong. <laughs> so, so. I'll just let you take when, it from here. When, when Esther, when Esther is channeling Abraham, she's, mm-hmm. she's unconsciously present because mm-hmm. Abraham just kind of running the show, right? And right. so Esther wasn't really aware of the conversation that was really going on with this woman. Mm-hmm. It was really between Abraham and, and, and the client. Okay. So they got done with the session, and then her, her Esther and um, Jerry. Jerry, thank you, went to La Jolla to have lunch at their favorite restaurant. And as they're walking down the street in La Jolla, 
they see a gallery and they walk in and Jerry's like, I don't want to go to the restaurant and leaves Esther there. And she goes back to the back of the, she doesn't know why she's drawn to this room. She goes into the back of the gallery and there's this wall of blue glass art. And it's like the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. She still doesn't understand what's going on. They go to the restaurant, they have a good time. Um, and then after the, the restaurant, they go walk down by the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think over by the seal little thing there and they're walking around and all of a sudden she said they had to close their mouths because all of a sudden they were just all these butterflies came at them from all over the place they had to close their mouth for fear they might swallow one accidentally so just butterflies and then they were on the grass and then all of a sudden from afar this little asian boy he's got a feather in his hand and he's like starts running over to esther like he knows her and they're like what's going on and he runs over to her and hands her a feather. And at that point, she remembers and went, oh my God. So she had no resistance at all. It Mm. was just the seeds were planted about a feather, blue glass, and butterflies. And then these synchronistic occurrences. And she allowed in because she had no resistance whatsoever. Yeah, so... Thank you for remembering that story really well, because obviously I didn't remember it well at all. I appreciate you saving me on that one. Um, Yeah, so I mean, as I understand it, I first learned about the concept, I think, when I read The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, Mm. which is a book about kind of reclaiming your creative self. And what she talked about was when you're, you know, I I think as how she described it is, when you're open and you have something that you want or something you focus on or something you think about, and again, when we say think about it, it ha- for me, what I've learned since is the thinking has to go with a feeling. In other words, um, like when Esther was thinking about those things, talking to, to her client about them, she was, I mean, who knows what exactly her emotional state was, but she wasn't in a state of resistance. She wasn't in a state of like anger or pain or sadness or, you know, ang- you know blocking, you know, the energy of it. She was right. just open. Yeah. So it wasn't just that she was thinking about them. It was also that she was sort of open and feeling good yeah. or feeling at least neutral yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And synchronicity happens when the universe brings that thing sort of to you. It enters your real, it manifests, it, it enters yeah. into your real life experience. Yeah. And I think for, I, I started doing this thing really early on with it, which is because whenever synchronicity happens for me or anybody else, it's almost like we all say the same thing, which is like, it's something like, that's so crazy, or that's yeah. so insane, yeah, or that's yeah. so nuts. Oh my that's God, so, really? That yeah. is so creepy, or that's yeah. so weird, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And what I started to say very early on, actually, just from, more for myself to reinforce it, is that that is actually not weird, creepy, strange, insane or nuts that is actually how the universe is working 24 7 365 and it's just that those experiences because you remember having the thought about you know the blue glass and the butterfly and the what and the feather and then you see it show up so visually so viscerally and so soon after you had that thought it it surprises people and that's why we have this reaction of like, oh my God, it's so creepy, or oh my God, that's so nuts. Because 
um, it seems like, oh, the rest of our lives, nothing works that way. But then this one thing happened. And so to me, synchronicity is really like, it's, it's a little bit of a misleading term because it, it almost makes it seem like, well, this is something that only happens once in a while when you do like a visual meditation and then it shows up later in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, and it's like actually synchronicity is to me, it's just an explanation of the art of the law of attraction. Yeah, which yeah, exactly. We're putting out a vibration all the time yeah, and the universe is responding uh, like attracts like. So yeah, it's yeah, it exactly. synchronizes with yeah. your vibration and it brings to you what you've been putting out. Um, and there's no resistance. So therefore it happens. And right. And there's allowing, and so it's always right. being given, but it's only our yeah. resistance that stops it or slows it down. Exactly. You know, there's something that came to me when you were talking about this, how, you know, most people are like, oh, my God. And I just thought, <laughs> wow, what would life be like for me and you and others and the majority of people on the planet mm -hmm. if we expected that, believed it, that it was just natural? Yeah. And how different would our lives be? How yep. much better would life be? How much, how would it be different in a good way? Yeah. Well, that's, like, I think my, I think the, there's an upside and a downside to synchronicity for me. And the upside is that it helps when I have those kind of experiences, like the, the one you described that Esther Hicks had, I've had like more of those than I can count. I've, I think most people have. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's more natural, you know, it's just like we don't yeah. think about it. Well, and also people, if they don't know about the law of attraction, the tendency is to brush it off as coincidence. Yeah. Um, you know, and- Or and a fluke another, or that hardly ever happens. Yeah, and this is another area where I think it does, it can get complicated if you let it, because there is a psychological phenomenon where like if you, like if you buy a new car and you buy like a red Mazda three or something, we'll just pick a random car. Um, there's a psychological phenomenon where when, when you get on the freeway, you're going to see more yeah. red Mazda threes than you right. did yesterday. And that doesn't right. mean in that sense that there's more red Mazda threes on the highway. Yeah. That means your attention, right. your brain is attuned to it. And yeah. you're scan as you scan your environment, yeah. you're actually, I have a white car and I see them all, Right. I have a yeah. white Camry. I see them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but that's not exactly what we're talking about, although I think it might be related. You know, I think sometimes those psychological phenomena overlap with the law of attraction in an interesting way. But really what we're talking about is um, if, if you legitimately never see, like, I think a better example would be like a purple Ferrari. You know, there aren't too many purple Ferraris, in the world. but if you really sat at home and thought about purple Ferrari and like, and had positive or feelings. Or not, because feel that's what we're talking about, right? It was yeah. just like gently planted. It wasn't even, yeah, yeah. yeah. There and would then, one, you'd end up seeing one that day somehow. Right. Then, and of course, now the next time I go out on the freeway, I'm going to see a purple Ferrari, but. Or in a uh, magazine <laughs> or in a movie or yeah. who knows, yeah, you yeah. go to the store in a matchbox. I don't even know yeah. if Ferrari's in those, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be any yeah. multitude of ways yeah. we think that. Or the, we, I always think, well, it can either happen this way or this way. And, and the planet and the universe and everything is like, no, there's like a hundred thousand different ways that something could happen. That's another really great point. Um, so that's the, the upside of it for me is that it reminds me because I'm still, even though we do the podcast and we know a lot about this stuff and I've watched the secret like more times than I can count, 
I'm still learning. Like I'm still repaving those neural Neuro pathways, pathways in my brain yeah. to remember that this is yeah. actually how it works yeah. because yeah. I was raised like most people are that it that's not how it works. So yeah. the upside of synchronicity is it reminds me and reinforces those those awarenesses or whatever in my mind like oh this is how the universe works right. You know, but like the downside the of it is that it makes it can make me think um that it doesn't happen very often which yeah. the reality is it's happening 24 7. it's just yeah. there are times where i'm more aware of it because right. i've been more intentionally specific with my thoughts yeah. my vibration or just in tune yeah you know right i mean you were saying like when you're saying it probably happens more often than we realize i'm like thinking i just started thinking like wow how many times is it happening that i'm not even realizing it's happening that's another part of it yeah Ooh, that is powerful yeah when well, we notice it and remember it that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only thing that we thought about and then it's manifested. It's just that we happen to notice that one for whatever reason, you know? So I have a couple of stories. Cause when you were yes. talking about this, I was like, Oh, this is like right in line. So this mm -hmm. week I was riding my bike quite a bit. And, um, this time of year, oranges are really prevalent in the neighborhood for people who have orange trees. And I love fruit right off the tree. And so there's this one, tree that's on a someone's sidewalk and I'd ridden by it a few weeks ago and there was one on the ground I'm like that one I can have that one and so I picked it up gave brought it home ate it for breakfast that morning it was so good so this week I was riding by there too just kind of peeking see if there was any on the ground there weren't and I was like oh shucks um come home have my day go out do whatever I'm doing that day I come home that night and there is a large bag of oranges on my counter wow. and I'm like where did these come from and I asked my husband I'm like where where'd you get these from he goes oh Linda said to help yourself and 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 so there's all these oranges and I'm just like I wanted some this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're delicious and juicy and there, there's a whole bunch of them and so I was like cool thank you Man. and and then so I was telling you before our show today, I took a friend out to lunch on Friday and we had gone to this place last year. And, um, and so we were, we were ordering what we shared last year, but this time we were going to each have our own and we get two sides. And so I wanted asparagus and I asked the lady, I go, she goes, she was telling my friend what the sides were and she never said she had Brussels sprouts. I'm like, you don't have asparagus? She goes, no, sorry. And I was like, Okay, I'll have Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and but they were delicious and I enjoyed my my meal and I ran some errands after my friend and I came home and literally like an hour after I got home, I hear my husband gets a call and it's from our neighbor down across the street. And I just overhear them say him saying, Oh yeah, you have extra? Sure. I'll be right over. And he usually buys like a big watermelon and and, you know, he has shared some of it with us. So I'm thinking it's probably watermelon, right? And then one time he brought steak over. So I don't know. He comes back home within minutes and I hear, I hear him open up the fridge. He puts something in there. I go, what did he have for, you know? And he goes, oh, asparagus. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, so I got my asparagus. Um, so yeah, I was steaming them that night and put some drizzled some balsamic and olive oil and now when you say, Himalayan you just, salt. 
you just said you couldn't believe it. What do you What do you mean by that? <laughs> I was I was shocked. I was surprised. Yeah, I got what I wanted, and in a way, I never. This goes back to that whole thing where I think there's only two options, or maybe three. You know how I think in my human mind. It's super limited. It's like in this box, like this. I have these neuro pathways of like, it can only happen this way. I don't know how it can happen. So how can it happen? You know, mm. that's my story. And um, so, yeah. And I was just like, thank you. It was so awesome because never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined that he'd buy extra asparagus. Who's buy, who buys extra asparagus? Like, and that it would come yeah. from, yeah. So it just, and it, it happened so quickly in a way I didn't expect. And I got what I want, like I wanted. And then this goes back to what we were going to talk about too, about happiness and appreciation. And Mm. I was having a really good time with my friend. I was feeling really thankful that I had the money, that I could treat us both to this really nice lunch. I love what you said about the Brussels sprouts too, is you said you were disappointed when the server said that they didn't have asparagus, but then it was kind of a throwaway when you were talking about it, but I noticed it. You said, oh, but actually the Brussels sprouts were really good. They were delicious. You didn't have, you didn't stay meditating on the lack of asparagus while you were eating the Brussels sprouts. You were in a place of like, oh wow, these are really good. Like you were feeling good about the Brussels sprouts. And and the universe was like, there you go. Here's the asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. And and because I had such a good time, I was looking forward to being with my friend. We got a really nice table by the water, you know, hanging out with a good friend, enjoying the food and and just talking and celebrating her and you know my day just kept getting better and better mm. and I was in came home tired but also like thank you you know yeah and um and then this cute little thing happened and I was just like thank you I'm like look at that yeah I got my asparagus after all <laughs> yeah so they talk about this in the secret and again I think it's one of these things where like when people criticize the secret they they kind of forget that this is in the secret, but the secret has a whole section when they talk about appreciation and gratitude. And um, essentially, as I've come to understand it at a deeper level after listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks stuff, is that the good thing about appreciation and gratitude is it's a place most people can get, people understand what it is very easily. So you might be in a place in your life where you're disappointed or frustrated. You can't get there emotionally easily, yeah. but you at least understand what it is. Yeah. And um, so the easier it is for us to get to some place, I think, you know, just like the more it helps us. So um, I think the thing about gratitude and appreciation is for me, it puts me in a good feeling state. And even if I can, if even if I'm feeling down or frustrated about something, if I can get to, I understand what gratitude and appreciation is. So I, I, th- I would say m- most often when I remember to do it and I think to do it, I can get there. And what it does is it puts me in a in a place that feel I feel good. Because even if something frustrated happened to me, I think, you know what? I have an amazing apartment. I live in one of the most exciting cities in the world. But can you um, get there from there? Because I know Abraham talks about that. Like sometimes that's going yeah. from like A to B where I need to be like, if I'm like in a bad mood, yeah, I can't get to appreciation. Like I need yeah. to like either go take a nap or go sit outside and drink some tea or, yeah. or put on some new, I don't know, something that makes me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't go to appreciation right away. And I hear what you're saying. Appreciation is really a powerful tool. Yeah. But I can't always get there. So yeah. you can get there from 
being like well upset. i think what i think i totally agree with what you're saying and uh abraham hicks does talk about this a lot and i totally agree that if i'm like totally in a major depression trying to get myself to be super happy is going to be a, a challenge I impossible really shouldn't try right to take on. yeah right i'll fail um so at that point you know she talks about trying to go from like depression to like anger anger to yeah. frustration frustration yeah. i yeah. totally agree with that but i think the thing about appreciation and gratitude is just mentally for me i understand what I need to think to get there. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's really just look around where you are, think about yeah. things you already have in your life, think about things yeah. that I've already received that are already miracles, that are already yeah. wonderful. Yeah. This podcast, my yeah. friendship with you, yeah. my apartment, my car, yeah. you know, yeah. just no, yeah. none of these things that I Your I'm like, mic. I love your new mic. My microphone, my fancy podcasting microphone. <laughs> <laughs> So far, it. hasn't made any. I keep thinking, yeah. like I keep thinking of Howard Stern. <laughs> Even your voice when oh. we started. No, I love uh, Howard Stern. Like I know he's okay. wild and crazy, but back when yeah. I worked at the post office, I used to listen to yeah. him and Robin a lot. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so, and yeah. I even mentioned to you earlier several months ago. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. you're like Howard Stern. I'm like Robin. Not that your personality is like, but just you know what we're doing here. But anyways. Yeah, let's not have strippers as guests. I would like that. Oh, we to be absolutely okay. will not. I just, uh, no, I don't. Oh my god. I mean, unless I just mean, I just mean. <laughs> uh, let's pause for a second because you went somewhere like I don't even think of when I think of them. I just think of their the way they feed off each other, their relationship. Yes. That's where I'm coming from when I say yes. those two, and yes. that's about where it stops. <laughs> because <laughs> our show our podcast is we're gonna have is, we're gonna have guests on topics like yoga and yeah. all sorts of different things and that's we in our description southern... it's a spiritual yeah. we live in southern <laughs> california so there's no no guarantee that we will be someone who used to anyway yeah um... next <laughs> <laughs> sorry y'all <laughs> anyway I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Ah! <laughs> but what were we talking about before you brought up the Howard Stern thing? Oh, gratitude. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I just, that's why it's easier. It's not necessarily easier emotionally because if I am way far down, yeah. it's going to be hard no matter what I do to get yeah. like way high up yeah. and that shouldn't be the goal. Yeah. But I think what I mean is if I'm a little bit down, if I, if I know I'm kind of like having negative thoughts, I'm not having, I'm not in a positive good feeling place it's very easy for me to just look around my apartment and go look yeah. at all the blessings i have in my oh, life yeah. look at all the abundance i've already received yeah and then that way i go from sort of blocking things that i would like to bring into my life to allowing them into my life because yeah. i'm not i'm not in resistance of like right. oh, why don't i have a better car i'm in like wow well it feels better right it feels better and it then we're better, in a right? state of allowing and then like yeah. it just snowballs from there. And yeah. I, you know, when you were talking about appreciation and looking around, it reminded me a couple of years ago, I started doing with a group, um, the book, The Magic from Rhonda Byrne. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. were in this group and one of her um, days in there, cause it was every day was a different thing that we would do. And one of the days is appreciation, being thankful. Mm -hmm. And she said, from the moment you wake up, everything you touch and you do say thank you for it mm. let me tell you 
by the time I got to breakfast, I was like, I have to stop this game because yeah. I had must have said thank you. Like when I hit the floor, thank you for my feet. Um, yeah. Thank you for my slippers. Um, thank you for my bed and my sheets and my mattress. Thank you for the good night's sleep. Thank you for my bathroom. Thank you for my view. And then just, I must have said thank you probably 500 times by the time mm -hmm. I got to, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> but these are things that I, I mean, think about, I would just go through my day and not even think about them. And they're mm -hmm. there. And I thought if they weren't there, mm -hmm. the impact they would have on my life of not being there. And I just take it for granted. How many yeah. things do we take for granted? And so yeah. doing doing that practice that day was, I was like, oh, I have a lot to be thankful for. Wow, look at all the things. Like I have this stuff right here I love, you know? Yeah. I love Yeah, pencils. I had an experience on Friday morning a couple of days ago where I, I was on paper. this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love my new mug. Um. <laughs> and my superfoods. I was on this new app um, that's all the rage right now called Clubhouse, and it's it's actually it's a really fun app, and um, I won't go into all the different things about it, but essentially you're in a conversation, you're in a room with a conversation with a bunch of other people, and there's a topic, and this group that is actually this isn't their like group purpose, but they like having off-topic discussions on certain days, so they were having a discussion about. Uh, basically the question for anybody that came into the room was what toys and games did you play with when you were a little kid? Ooh, and I like that topic. There just so happened to be, uh, you know, most of the people in the room were Gen Xers born in the seventies and eighties like myself. And so people were, I mean, I, and I put my hand up to speak, um, to share my thing, but I was way, I was like the last person that came in the room. So I got, I was the last person to share. And I mean, just listening to other people talk about these toys and mm -hmm. even some of the ones that like I didn't play with, like, you mm -hmm. know, My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake and all these things, Garbage yeah. Pail Kids and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, like just other people, so somebody said at one point, somebody says, I have a smile on my, I've had a smile on my face Aww. this entire discussion. People are laughing as they share and everything. And like everybody without exception when they got their turn to speak was saying like this is the best conversation i've had in so long and all we're doing is talking about toys and games that we used to play with yes and, i love it love it love um, it. i realized one of the things that i've been trying to incorporate into my life is like i want to have more time for play more time where i'm not doing things that are for some career or work related um yeah you know reason even though the work that i do in the various ways i do it is really satisfying and wonderful mm -hmm. for the most part i i feel like i don't i'm a little bit of a workaholic in the sense i don't build enough play into my life yeah and so we had that conversation and then i met somebody um or somebody that followed me on clubhouse and i just got on so i was i went on instagram because clubhouse links to instagram um and thanked them i just wrote them an instagram message thanking them and this person started talking to me about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which is a game I play. Uh, People who are really observant can see it behind the <laughs> um, And we just had this whole conversation and I'm an, I'm an old school D&D player. She's completely new to it. So she was sharing her experiences about the new version that's out that she's playing with her friends. And I was sharing about the old version that I played mm -hmm. with my friends. And it was, to me, 
that conversation wouldn't have happened if I hadn't been in this energy talking about games and toys, you know, with these yeah. other people, which I didn't yeah. even know I was going to have. Yeah. And then I allowed in a conversation that I've really been sort of looking for. I wanted to start talking. I love that you said I allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. Because that first conversation, it just put me in this state where I was happy. I was smiling. I was laughing. Yeah. And I didn't have any specific like, um, agenda. Yeah, like I better have this today, yeah. you know, whatever. How's that and, working? Yeah. But can we talk? I mean, I don't mean to go back to the goals thing, but <laughs> I feel like you have a better. <laughs> I, I want you to talk about this because I feel like you have a better handle. Well, on, we were on talking that. about this Is before it, the podcast. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it's, oh, I, I feel like it's okay if I say to myself, I do want a new car. Like I want a new car. Yeah. Um, or I want a new apartment or I want to meet. You know, a, a new album for my band, with. or a new album for my band, <laughs> which we were talking about right before. The Let's just be um, real here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but like when I and and you and I were talking about this, when I get really specific, um, that can be not such a great thing because I get attached to well, I want this specific thing, I want it by this specific time, I want it to be this have these specific parameters yeah um and it's like there's times where that specificity i don't know how to describe it but there's times where that specificity works really well um and i allow something in because i focused on it very specifically but there's other times where i focus by focusing on it too specifically maybe i engage uh, my ego i engage my desire it's my resistance. mind's desire to control the universe myself not from flow and energy well, but from you know it goes control. back to what we were talking about which is um i think i have to do it mm -hmm. i think it can only happen this way mm -hmm. this yeah. way or this way um and you know how's that working say, well so say some things we have resistance with and sometimes and some things we don't so the things mm -hmm. that we have resistance with i need to back off the things where right. i have no resistance with, i can be a specific as I want to be, so long as it feels good. When it starts to not feel good, then I need to pull back mm -hmm. and let it go. Just go real general mm -hmm. and just be like, yeah, I want that. Because think about it. If I, if let's just use asparagus, for instance. Why don't we, why don't you have asparagus? And just ranted to my friend at lunch, like, what the, f they had asparagus yeah. last year. Why don't they have them now? I, I want, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking that was the only way I could have had asparagus. I know this mm -hmm. is kind of silly, but let's just use this. No, for no, instance, I think it's good. Right. And then I would have, it would have, you know, I could have went down that rabbit hole, like driving home. To, I don't like that right. just anymore. <laughs> you know, we do that, right? It's, and the important thing there, I think, is that you still obviously specifically want asparagus. Yeah. However. And I didn't get it. And I'm really upset. Right, you're focusing Just negatively. Just feel yeah. my energy. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling bad as you think about how much you there want. There is a yeah. lot of resistance going on here. Yeah, it's like I want, I want it. Where are my yeah. hands up? It's it's stopping. <laughs> yeah. and never. And I would have been like, that was well. I'd have to go to the store. I don't want to go to the store. You know? <laughs> they should have yeah. had it. That's where I thought it was. I wanted it there. 
you know, <laughs> never in my wildest mind would I have thought my neighbor across the street would bring me some. But the universe knows, right? Law of attraction yeah. is always working. So it's like, but because I'd put up that resistance, I think this is the only way I could get it. It just halts everything. Yeah, so my it experience makes me wonder, was very different. It makes me wonder because Mike Dooley talks about the uh, what is he called the infernal house, meaning H O W apostrophe S, where he's like, don't get into the how, don't get yeah. into, don't start thinking about how the universe is going to deliver it, bring it to you. Leave that part completely open. Yeah. So the trick is, if you're going to focus, if I'm going to focus specifically on something I want, one of the tricks is to focus on it while I'm feeling good. Cause that's what allows absolutely it absolutely if it feels good it, great if it doesn't right think about something else but the second part of it is focusing on it without getting into how it has to happen well and, they always say go from the end result you have it how does it feel i get that but you have to stay the thing is i've done that and still my brain has still and that's where it comes result, up with resistance but, That's but where it's also, well, I, I'm not saying I would be in resistance. It's just that I would also think about the how. And so I think there's sort that of. That creates resistance because if you're thinking, yeah, but. Not initially. It does. I think the key, I think you're right, but I think the key to it is it creates resistance right after you think of the hows because when, when I think of the hows, what I'm then tuning my, you know, mental antenna to is it better happen that way. And I'm hypersensitive to it circumstances. It better happen. You hear that, y'all? It better happen that way, really. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm very sensitive. I'm looking for it following that that path, that yeah. specific path. Yeah. And then I'm hyper aware of when it gets off the mark. And I think, like, I live in Los Angeles. I'm one of my many. Because things. of the limited thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah this is the only way that it can happen. And so therefore it has to happen. And it goes back to what I was talking about is like, here, I'm trying to run the show and this is the only way I think it's mm -hmm. possible that it can happen. And so it's either this or nothing. And if I, if I can't imagine that it can happen this way, then I think I can't have it. And how does that make me feel? I'm screwed yeah. either way. And it's yeah. like, like it was like the oranges, you know? Oh yeah. I love them. I like them. Eh. And then they showed up, you know, and I, I think that happens all the time with uh, many things and I'm just not even aware of them. Mm -hmm. um, and it can happen with everything. That's why I was like, some things I have a lot of resistance about. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that it can happen any other way other than this way or that way. And it's like, but I think it doesn't even have to be that. I, I think you're right again, but I think it doesn't even have to be that specific. It doesn't have to be one how. Um, because for example, I lived in New York city for eight years. I moved there to be like a playwright screenwriter. And then I became a musician with my band. I've lived in Los Angeles for seven years now. I've been a musician the whole time here. Uh, so I know a lot of musicians, actors, directors, uh, you know, everything, actors, whatever. Did I say actors? Um, <laughs> and one thing that's very common that I've, that I've definitely experienced myself many times. And I've experienced it many times in my friends is that it's not that they had a specific, like, I will move to New York, become an actor, and I'll be successful in 3.5 years. But what they continue to do is they will take um, events, like going to an audition and getting a callback and then not getting the role as 
well, I should have gotten that role. And they don't quit being an actor that, that day, but it becomes this sort of stacking of like, then they do another audition and they didn't even get a callback. And they say, well, I should have gotten that callback. And then that keeps happening. Or I didn't. It's not even that I should have or that I didn't. They're seeing evidence that it's not happening. Right, which is what we're talking about is like, even though they don't have a specific, like I have to be a famous actor by this date, they are still in the mode of it has, it better happen my way, as you put it. And they're observing wherever they're observing and hyper-focusing on wherever it doesn't line up the way that they wanted it to, I guess is what you're saying. Um, And I think it becomes, even though they don't have this specific thing, it becomes over time a stack of stuff and one day they look at the stack of it didn't go the way I wanted all these different times. Therefore, I'm just going to quit because I guess it or just I didn't can't work out for it. me or whatever. It yeah, I can't happen, have it. So I don't deserve it. There's not enough room or for me. Or it whatever. didn't happen, so it's not going to happen. It yeah. hasn't happened yet, so it's not going to happen. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's really, I think it's challenging, you know, because I think, but that's the thing. It's like, so bringing it back to synchronicity how would you, if you, let's say you had a client who was an actor and it had five years of that kind of like disappointment and they'd gotten a few roles, but I mean, you know, 99% of the stuff they went out for, they didn't get. And they were saying, well, how could synchronicity, you know, show me the way? Well, it goes back to what I said every time you bring up this thing about clients is like it, it, it's a reframing. Like I can't tell you how many times where when I first meet in the discovery sessions with clients that I offer for free, if you're interested in having one, um, that I I do want to know what you want and what your ideal is and how you want things to be different. And, and each week I may bring it up here or there, but what I'm really teaching client week after week, month after month is how to allow, which is, you know, the tools of appreciation, you know, are you meditating? Um, what do you, what's your self care look like? You know, are you playing? Are you having fun? And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm teaching them these things and then noticing their thinking. And, and like you were saying, well, I didn't get, okay. So what did you like about it? What did you get out of it? You know, why, why do you want it? And they're just reframing the thinking, the attention, what they're doing. And over time, their vibration shifts, their attention shifts, their thinking shifts, things start to get a little better, things pop up, like, oh, I got this call back. Oh, you know, they're feeling better. And then over time, by the time we're done, that list, Mm -hmm. it starts showing up. And we didn't put a lot of specific time and energy on it, but, but just the shifting of the energy they're feeling better more often. They're enjoying their lives more. Their their mm. thinking is more in alignment with who and how they really want to be and who they really are. So let me. That's really interesting to me. So if let me ask you uh, to to dive even deeper to that. If that was the case, you know, you have this client who's coming to you with this issue. It sounds like there's a couple of different things, like with regard to synchronicity, that you're you're specifically might do with them. One is. Just get them to stop trying to manifest things in general because they're kind of they're framing and then i don't even say that like i don't point Mm -hmm. that out to them i just redirect and so it's something that can you explain what you mean by that but or give an example well like i think we were talking about it one other time and i was like 
I don't tell people they're negative. Mm-hmm. I just redirect them. You know, that's like when I start a session and I'm like, tell me something good. Because mm-hmm. if I just say, hi, how are you doing? And go from there. Mm-hmm. Most of us, usually there'll be like 10 things great going on or five things. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you about the one thing that's not going great. And that's just something that most of us have practiced most of our lives. We all mm-hmm. do it to some degree. And it's like, how is that serving us? How is that working for us? We don't realize the harm it's actually causing us. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that redirecting. I just kind of like talk about okay. stuff that is but Would working. you ever, can I ask, would you ever, because I've seen this recommended and all sorts of different sort of law of attraction books and films and stuff. Would you would you ever suggest to that person um, trying to focus on something that's got nothing to do with acting, like a feather, just to see if they can manifest a feather, you know, at some point in their day? Or is I that never like... really have, no. Mm-mm. Although when things do happen, like synchronicity, I will point mm-hmm. it out to them, like, look. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it happens and then we just like, shrug it off like we were talking about earlier right yeah and i'm like wait pause i just did this with a client last week it is like a couple of things that happened i'm like oh okay so let's back up for a moment how were you feeling before all of that occurred mm-hmm. and then just stopping and just kind of like marinating it for a while like really yeah. taking that in because i think a lot of us we all have stories of the oranges or the asparagus or the friend or the this or the that or the car or the money or the job or we do we all do but we don't put our we don't think about it we're just thinking Mm -hmm. about the thing that went wrong i almost got in that accident or she yelled at me or i almost got whatever you know and um and so i really like oh it you know let's let's and she saw like oh yeah you're right like one of the things i i share about i for I learned, I experienced this myself and then I share it, especially with women, clients who are women. I will not, I do my best to not go shopping for clothes when I'm not in a good mood because mm. I will never find something that I mm. want or that looks great on me or like. Mm. However, I've had so many experiences in this one specific time where I went, I was listening to music in my iPod, this is how long ago it was, and I was kind of dancing while I was looking through stuff. I found so many things I loved and liked for great prices and I left there going and then I went another time when I I was like I had the time to do it but I wasn't really into it and I went I don't find anything it was a waste of my time Mm -hmm. and so yeah I was thinking about something um, I saw an interview with Al Pacino on YouTube somewhere and I don't remember what era it was for his career or his age but he said that his whole approach to auditioning was he's like well i'm an actor and anytime i go into an audition i've had to prepare i've had to prepare a character i've had to prepare you know a through line emotionally for that scene um i have to prepare to do it against you know sometimes you have these people reading that are reading it with no emotion whatsoever he's like but everyone in the room that i'm going to go into is a professional they're either a a director or a casting person or an agent or something like that so he's like the whole way he thinks about an audition is it is a performance. Like it's him getting to be an actor. Mm. He just sets aside the fact that it doesn't pay yet. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But he's like, I am going to have this opportunity to be a professional actor 
and to do my craft and to enjoy it in front mm -hmm. of professionals who also are in that mm -hmm. industry, that art, uh, who want to see good acting and everything. And mm -hmm. he views it that way. And I just feel like he has stumbled onto an amazing like way of using synchronicity, using the law of attraction, because I mean, I was an act, I tried to be a professional actor briefly. And um, I remember clearly one of the few auditions I went on in the early days, like I was totally in the wrong headspace. It was all about, I was just thinking, is this audition going to, ex you know, are these people mm. going to accept me or reject me? Am I going to yeah. get yeah. as an Am actor? Am I good enough? Yeah. Which is, is like, be it. Yeah. yeah. If you just think about Cut it. Cut me off at the knees. <laughs> yeah. If you just think about it the way that Al Pacino claims that he does, it's like, every audition is this amazing positive feel-good experience because he gets to do his thing and whether he that. gets a callback or the role or whatever or yeah. money or whatever is just not the point yeah and he set it up so that that is a structure yeah. for him to a feel like he's doing his craft as an actor yeah and what and we know is. that he may yeah. or may not is yeah. from an from an allowing perspective yeah he's in the perfect spot to right. get roles yeah. and stuff because He's approaching it. He's feeling good while he's doing it. Yeah. He's feeling good about auditioning in general, which many actors struggle with auditions. Yeah. And it's understandable. So I have this experience. You just reminded me. Years ago, I had um, gotten involved in an organization that I had been in prior to. And they were going to have, they were gonna, it was an, a talent show night. And so one, they were going to put on this skit about the organization. And so I volunteered to do it and we would meet every week to rehearse and such. And most everyone who was in the skit had done acting either, mm. you know, as a hobby or they'd done on play, you know, everything. And so I'm coming in like the last time I had done anything like this was in sixth grade at sixth grade camp. And mm. I cracked up the whole time because the guy was a villain and he had put his hand over my mouth and I just like, slobbered on him because I was laughing so hard that was and here I'm in my 40s or mid 40s so I was a long time in between right and so um so I started getting nervous I was practicing my lines regularly I had a really small part and then um it was the day of the the talent show and I think the day before or that morning I talked to my granddaughter and she was already in an arts element uh junior high high school she was doing an art school and she, i was telling her i was nervous she goes well you know nana a lot of people before they perform they listen to music to help them calm down and i'm like oh great so i i was like great idea so i'm nervous and everything but i grabbed my ipod and all the way over there i'm listening to music i sit in my car i set my intention of how i want it to go i don't think i had i think i had practiced my lines and i think i got it down once with no mistakes Mm -hmm. And I just said how I wanted to feel afterwards, how I wanted to feel during. And then I get there and everybody's excited and happy and they're, you know, they're professionals. And I'm like, Wah! but I'm listening to my music. Right. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, I'm going to listen to it till I go on stage. I don't care. I'm just like, mm -hmm. and so I'm listening to music and, and, and the, the, we're backstage and everybody's getting, starting to get a little, they're starting to get nervous because we're about going on in like 10 minutes and everyone who's professional have done this before, they're starting to freak out. And I'm like, oh shit. 
And I'm just like, okay. And so I went down the hallway and I'm just like dancing and singing and listening to my song. I'm feeling good. And people are walking by me like, who is this lady? What is she doing? I'm like, I don't give a F. Uh, this is what I need to do, right? And and I literally listened to the music just before I went up on stage with you know everyone. I said my lines perfectly. Mm. It was amazing. I even I was like one of the last people off stage because I was dancing. There was this one part at the end where we we're all dancing. I got back in my car, and I was like, "Oh my god, everything that I intended it happened just like that," mm. and it was so cool. That's awesome. Well, this has been a great discussion. I've learned a lot. I I think um, I've heard a lot about synchronicity over the years. And I think this is a really good this sort of turned on some light bulbs for me about like what it really means for me and when it's helpful and when it's not helpful. So pretty cool. Can we stay on topic. I feel like we started and then we kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's how we stay on topic. That's <laughs> demonstrated how we actually stay on topic. <laughs> and I have not thought about that experience in so long. So thank you yeah. for, you know, for sparking that memory yeah. in me and, getting to share it here it was fun that was cool righty. well thank you everybody uh thanks for everybody listening to the audio version on the podcast version and uh thank you so much everybody who's watching us uh video wise on youtube we really appreciate it if you feel called to like or subscribe to us we would really appreciate it helps us out a lot um we thank you so much for devoting your time we hope you found something helpful in today's episode and we will see you on the next episode of co-creation station have a great week everybody